All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One -on -one and uh, another great guest tonight. Uh, pretty excited about this. Um, I'm gonna let him go ahead and introduce himself and then I'll tell a little backstory about how we got to tonight right away. And uh, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, my name's Nate Eckhart. Um, I am one of the pastors of Rock City Church, but also a friend, I think, to the whole Conrad family, but probably more, more you. And I actually um, had the honor and privilege of going on a mission trip with Heather one year, too, which actually it was probably, oh, gosh, maybe five or six years ago, somewhere in that range. So yeah. every October, I always think about those, you know, amazing Honduras mission trips. But yeah, delighted to be here. Um, love what I get to do with Rock City and just love my life. I have a five-year-old son as well, so he is a, a huge part of my life as well. And um, yeah, I'm just very glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And just a little quick story on the Honduras trip. Um, my wife, as many know, is a runner. And um, my biggest concern was she would go out to Honduras and just start running the, you know, running the hills or just yeah. get out running. And, and I told Nate, man, you got to have eyes on Heather because I don't want her out <laughs> running and you got to. So I think you guys came up with some different unique workouts like on the roof with bricks or, or just actually working all day was yeah. probably a workout itself. But but yeah, you took you took good care and made sure that she wasn't out running and, you know, trying a Honduras half marathon or something. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, I can distinctly remember. She did run, but she just ran around in a circle. So right. that worked out well for her. And the, yes, there was bricks too. Uh, so yeah. yes, I would say she probably definitely got a workout in, probably something she wasn't you know, used to exactly. But yes, she would, she would just run around the mission house. And I think that did just fine. So. <laughs> well, she came home safe. And so uh, I knew she was in good hands. So um, sure. all right, let's start, let's start at the beginning because I, I do want to spend the bulk of the time you know, talking about Honduras and missions and, and really your heart, because that's, um, well, let me, I do this all the time and everybody listening is like, oh, here he goes again. Uh, so on Sunday, we're watching Rock City from home because, you know, everybody's still in the pandemic and they're on ABC6. And so we're, we're, we're logged in as normal. And, uh, uh, you, you know, you popped up on there and right away I was like, I got to call Nate. Nate's got to get on here. Like people need to know Nate, like they got to know this guy is, is not, when I say not normal, I don't mean that in a bad way. Like this guy's heart is huge. And uh, you're all going to hear that as we go along. And, and, and uh, if you're watching, you'll see it as well. But um, okay, so let's start at the very beginning. Um, sure. Your original career was not this. So let's, let's start there. And then tell me how you transitioned. And I know this, but I, I'd like our audience to hear how you, you find yourself pulled in another direction. Just you tell your story. I'll just get out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and you know, we um, obviously have a history in that and you're, you're a part of that story. But, uh, but yeah, I, I went to school uh, at Capital University and I graduated with a degree in health and fitness management. And so I wasn't really one of those like big like gym rats, I guess, necessarily, you know, so, so to speak, like I didn't love the gym, like I know some people really do. Um, I just kind of like to be around people and kind of help them get from kind of here to there, you know, just, just helping them along the way with their, their goals and really fitness and health. And I, I did like to work out. I mean, I, I grew up, you know, like a lot of kids playing sports and stuff like that. And that I felt like that kind of ended in high school, but I still like to work out and be active and everything. And so health and fitness was just what I chose. And um, after college, I, I was working probably two to three jobs, you know, making maybe minimum wage plus a couple extra bucks an hour. 
And then I ended up landing a job at Grant Hospital. And it was uh, both a cardiac rehab gym, but also a, just a community gym, so to speak. And so I would train clients there and um, do group exercise classes. Like uh, I did spinning, which was one of probably my favorite ones. And, um, you know, just getting to know more about Rock City in 2011, I had heard about this, this church that had launched in a movie theater. And I actually was coming from a church that started in a movie theater too. So that was actually somewhat familiar, but it was kind of, um, I guess, untraditional, if that's what you want to call it um, at that time. But uh, one of the first Sundays I came, um, I, I felt very welcome, obviously, but uh, at the end, uh, I, I think it was either the first or second Sunday, I remember there was a video and just talk about building a house for a family in Honduras. And I, I was just like, wow, this is incredible. This church that's only a couple months old at this point is already making a difference in another country. Yeah. And then I think it was the next Sunday or maybe the Sunday after that, decided to go back and they were talking about giving backpacks away to kids in the Wineland Park area. And I was, again, I thought, wow, that's just incredible. You know, that's the church in action, right? That, that's people who want to serve and want to give and, and, and spend their time, like just, sh I call it showing the gospel, mm -hmm. you know, showing the gospel to their, their community. And gosh, I, I just thought, I, I want to be a part of that, you know? And I was in uh, an interesting phase, which I'm sure some people have been in before, where I know it's kind of typically called like church shopping, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you're, you're checking some places out, you know, maybe a friend invited you one place, maybe you, you looked on Google and you found this other place, maybe there's a church in your neighborhood. And that's kind of the phase I was in and I was attending, you know, multiple churches and I, I loved them all, to be honest with you. I know some people don't like that phase, but, uh, it was short for me and I, I enjoyed it. And I thought like, wow, there's some great churches in, yeah. in Columbus here that are doing some amazing things for the Lord. I just felt like my call was to Rock City, and I'm I'm so grateful to God and grateful to you know our leaders and pastors there that uh, I'd had this opportunity. But um, really, long story short, in 2011 and 2012, I just I tried to just get as involved as I possibly could, and outreach was that thing. Yeah. And I wanted to get involved both locally, just like in the beginning, like both locally, but also globally. So I took a mission trip in 2012. Uh, to Honduras. That was my first mission trip. Uh, at that point, I had been on a trip to South Africa in 2009. And I would kind of consider it like a serving trip. And that trip, trip absolutely changed my life. Uh, in 2009, it was with Tom shoes and mm -hmm. element skateboards. So we gave away about 2,500 pairs of shoes and about 100 skateboards to children in need. And it just brought some like major perspective into my life. I just I loved just being with people who were like-minded and, and cared about serving and giving to other people and would spend their time going to another country to serve others. Yeah. And I, I think in 2012, I experienced that same thing. I, I felt con connection with people from the church and we had actually partnered with Cedar Creek. So you had these people who had uh, been on this trip probably seven or eight times. So they had built these relationships with people and uh, they knew the pastors of the church and they, they just, it was a community feel, even though it was in a different country, you yeah. know, and even though the languages and the cultures were different. So 
I just loved every part of it. And I, I just thought, I, I just want to do more of this. I want to do more of serving both in my own city where I'm planted, but also in other countries too. And so really, I think it was in maybe March of 2000, yeah, March of 2013, I was invited on a uh, vision trip, um, which is a little bit different than a mission trip, but the goal of this trip was to, to establish a new partnership. So uh, we went to Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras in the matter of three days. So yeah. it was a lot of time in, in the car and in a bus and um, really got to see a lot more of Central America. And really when we landed in San Salvador, we saw basically a, a construction site. You know, this church had told us uh, they really had a heart for this area. Um, and it was on the side of like a dormant volcano. They had already been doing some ministry up there. They had been impacting kids, uh, found families who were, you know, on the brink of basically starvation and kids that were left home all day to fend for themselves. And education was tough to come by. Medical care was tough to come by. Clean water did not even exist in that area. And I was so inspired by Pastor Chad. I mean, he just said, yes. He just said, yep, we're, we're doing this. Like, we are just doing this. And I was just blown away. I'm like, how can you just say and commit that amount of money and just right. do that? <laughs> yeah. Like that is either it's complete stupidity or it's a radical faith. And, and I was so inspired by his just his yes in that moment because his yes uh, it, it changed my life just witnessing that, but just so many short-term mission teams that we've taken to San Salvador and all the children that have been sponsored through that center and that, that ministry. And uh, we started supporting a, a doctor and a medical clinic full-time. And I, I've heard at least just a handful of the stories of the people that have come through there. They have a dental clinic now. They're reaching hundreds and hundreds of people in that community. And I believe that it looks different because of that first yes um, from the, the local leadership there, but also all the yeses that came along the way, uh, Pastor Chad included, myself, so many other great churches here in the States who take mission trips there as well. And it was just beautiful to see. And I, again, in 2013, I, I just, I wanted to do more. I was like, I just need to get more involved. And, um, you know, I think really I'd started some conversations conversations with our pastors about, you know, how can I get more involved? And they began to ask me to do some more things behind the scene and to lead some things. Uh, we, I, I co-led a mission trip to San Salvador that very same year. And then in 2014 is when um, I uh, was asked to join the staff of Rock City. But I do want to take uh, and go back to a story with you, Aaron, uh, because I believe, and I might be wrong about this, but I believe it was in, I think it was in 2012 or 2013. I can't remember uh, when that was, but it was definitely in the fall time. And I, um, I had always played in a band. I was into the kind of the rock and roll lifestyle, definitely in college and in my, my uh, mid twenties, that was really important to me. Like my identity was wannabe rock star, mm -hmm. if I'm just being honest. I wasn't a rock star, but I was just a wannabe. <laughs> yeah. So after I became a Christian, uh, I, I really wanted to still play, but I kind of had a different perspective. You know, it was less about going out and, and partying. It was more about just playing music and have a good time. And yeah. So the band I was with, um, 
probably in 2009, 2010, 2011, something like that. Like it, it was kind of just starting to, to fall apart a little bit. I mean, we had played some really good shows and had a really good time. And all those guys like were, were good dudes and were, were friends. And, and um, but I was kind of at this like little bit of crossroads, I guess. And I always had known music. I always liked playing, like staying up till two or three or four o'clock in the morning. That was not anything brand new to me. I'd been doing that since I was 18. Um, but I, I just was feeling like kind of in the middle. And, and I don't know if anybody listening, you've been in that place, right? You're kind of, yeah. yeah. maybe you've got this group of friends over here and a group of friends over here and you're kind of right here. Or you're, you're, you've got this passion over here, but you've got this job that's holding you down and you're just like, ah, I want to do more of this, yeah. but I really got to do that. Yeah. You know, you know, so I, I was kind of in this, that middle kind of crossroads, like I need to come to a decision. And I think you really, you really helped me during that time to, to really press into the Lord and, and, and in a sense, to just make a decision of what to do. And, um, I remember your, your advice was so valuable because you didn't tell me what to do. Uh, you didn't tell me like do this or else or do that or else. It was just, I think you shared some more about your life and you and Heather and just how you guys, you know, made decisions, whether they were from small, medium, big, or like extra large. And, right. and I just kind of decided, I was like, I think I'm just going to quit and, and I'm just going to walk away from the band life altogether. And um, that's what I did. I walked away. And um, that was so much of what I had kind of known to that point. Uh, it was way less of my identity, but it was more of what I knew. But I decided I'm just going to quit. And I'd, I sold almost everything or I gave almost everything away to the church. And um, the weirdest, the, it was kind of a, the weirdest thing happened after that. I had always had this kind of, uh, I guess, hobby and passion to play guitar and do music. And that just completely just it just went away wow. like I had no desire to play really anymore I, I just I wasn't craving like having the coolest guitar or the coolest amp I just I, I it was not an interest at all it was yeah. so strange you know like and I, I don't believe that it was a it was a sin or it's a sin to play in a band or it's something wrong to do that by any means so please don't hear me yeah in that kind of light if you're yeah. if you're listening today it just for some reason like i think once i got into serving and missions like that part of my life i think it was just over mm -hmm. you know and, and it just ended and so i got rid of almost everything or sold everything or gave everything away and i, I kept like a couple guitars um maybe a quarter or two and then i ended up getting rid of that and then i had this one pretty nice electric guitar that i really liked and it was it was special and and um, I think it was last year. Yeah, it was last, um, last summer of, of 2019. I actually went to Honduras and there's a guy uh, I know there that's played in the band for a long time. His name's Jose Carlos. And, and as I was looking at that guitar and had been sitting under my bed, I thought, you know what? This is doing nobody any good by just sitting there. It's collecting dust basically. And this it should be meant to bless somebody and bless others. So I took it to Honduras and I, I asked Jose Carlos to come out to the mission house one night just to hang out. Yeah. And I surprised him and I told him, I said, hey, just close your eyes and put your hands out. Just put, put, them, put them out just like this. <laughs> and he's like, oh boy, what's going on here? <laughs> and I just put the guitar right in his hands and he was just blown away. It's awesome. And he, as far as I know, he still plays that guitar to this very day. I mean, you would, 
trust me, he had that thing restrung, rewired, like fixed up real nice, looking as good as it could ever look. By that Saturday, he was playing it in church and just loving it as well. So, so, um, but yeah, that that's just I think a little bit about my story. I'm I'm really passionate about uh, just serving the Lord, and I, I love global mission trips. Um, I love serving here locally. Um, I would say my I, yes, I do have a job and I work for you know Rock City, but it, it's more of a passion and a calling and anointing, and it's nothing by all means, nothing that I deserve at all. Like I, I literally have to pinch myself most days, the fact that I get to do what I get to do. And I still feel like that I, I just can't believe some days I'm driving to our office. Like, am I, do I, did, me? Like what, what, I mean, me? Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So I, I couldn't be more excited for the future. Man, uh, you, you, um, so to, to give everybody an idea, the first time I think I met well, not the first time we first time we met, we just we just hit it off, and I think sure. we were like a connect meeting or something, and over uh, tacos, I think was what they Probably. had that night or something. I remember the food, I don't know why, but but uh, no, we we met there and just connected, and um, and I remember initially in those early days, one of the things that happened was, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was it six one four magazine that you had a, a a full page, was it what what was it? Yeah, it was either six one four Columbus Alive. I can't remember exactly one, one of those full page ad not even an ad, but it was, I think it was even an article on you. Right. But, yeah. but this full page picture and in the picture, Nate's got Tom's on his feet yeah. and you're gonna have to tell me everything you had on. Cause it, it maybe an element hat, basically everything he was wearing was um, some, those kind of companies that, um, and you'll have to probably even correct me here, the, the kind of companies that give back. Uh, and I'm sure there's a name for that. Is there a name for that? Uh, I think, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. They're, 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 they're for profit business but you know their products give back to others yeah yeah and so tom's is a very popular one and sure. but you're you're like dressed head to toe and i think even like your keychain and your necklace or something everything that you had on pretty much was one of those type of companies and uh and that is nate uh if you just heard that everything he just said if you're watching this if you've never met him that is nate and he wasn't doing it for a photo op that is who you are and um and people probably just heard that i probably didn't even have to tell them that story but um that's who you are and that's uh man i i i just love you to death you know because nate it's not normal <laughs> it's not normal and we're surrounded every day especially now in this world that we're in um you know it is very scriptural that people will be lovers of themselves and money and and not want to go to honduras and give a guy a guitar um you know what i mean like that that's not normal, but it's, 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 it should be. And that's what I love is you get up every morning thinking that it is like, this is how we should live. And because of that passion, that's what drives you and drives anyone around you. It's contagious. You know, like anybody listening to this, I guarantee you is going to be like, man, that I've never thought of that. Um, and so the next question I had for you when it, cause you mentioned it as you were talking, when you're talking about giving up everything you owned do you think it was influenced by going to somewhere like honduras and seeing that those people there live you know without those things and are completely happy is that was that driven by the places that you've been and the people that you've met yes absolutely yeah i think it would i would say it's been driven by that and then just driven by scripture too and um I'll share another uh, story because I love stories. You know, I love your stories. I love just hearing people's stories and I love telling stories. But um, probably in, I want to say it was like 2013, I was like 
you know, I don't know if, you know, again, anybody watching or maybe you, Aaron, can, can relate to this. It's like you kind of kind of clean. You know, you got to clean and organize. It's like, all right, it's time to get rid of some stuff. Like I've been wearing this shirt for 12 years and it's probably, you know, it's probably, I know, I know North Carolina stuff you do not get rid of ever, right? Ever, ever. It just falls <laughs> off eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, I was just going through, I think some clothes, it, it wasn't a big deal. I was just getting rid of some things. And I was, I had been spending more and more time with people on the streets, you know, experiencing homelessness, uh, specifically in the short North and the downtown areas of Columbus. Um, you know, there still is that population today. I think it was probably even more back in that day. And I, I was spending more time with them, like seeing like, wow, every possession they have is on their back in their backpack or it's at some little tiny campsite yeah how in the world are they living like that and then combine that with having spent like you know a couple trips at that point in honduras and i thought wow i need to i need to bless some people with these clothes you know mm -hmm. and the pile on the floor was getting a little bit taller and a little bit wider and a little bit taller and a little bit wider and I had that moment where I was just thinking like, wait a minute, these are mine. You know, these are my clothes. I yeah. And then like instantly like that, I felt that conviction. Like you don't, you don't own any of this. Yeah. I mean, none of it right. is yours, you know? And that's what I, I kind of sensed in my, my spirit is like, this actually the place you live isn't even yours. Your car is not yours. Your, your clothes, your, you know, like none of it's yours. All you get to do is just manage it and steward it. Hmm. And when I, when I got that, um, I don't know if you want to call it a download or just a conviction of the Holy Spirit or that light bulb type of moment, it just made, it, it didn't just make things easier. It made sense. You yeah. know, it, it made sense to me of like, this is why I have what I have. It's to bless others, you know? This is why I've got some money in my bank. It's to bless others. You know, this is why there's food in the cabinets. It's to bless others, you know. This is why I have a car, to, to somehow bless others, you know. And then I think you combined just seeing some people like that here in the States and specifically for me in, in Columbus, and then you go to other countries, and I think it doesn't take too long. You, you, it hits you like right in the face, and you see a 10 by 10 house, if you even want to call it that, we, we probably wouldn't even call it that. Um, I mean, just to describe for you without showing a picture, I mean, some of the houses that are in other parts of the world and, and specifically Central America, Honduras, El Salvador, I mean, we probably wouldn't even put our car in these structures. Like we probably wouldn't even put our tools in these structures. You know, think about a dirt floor you know, what happens every time it rains? You know what happens when you combine dirt and water? It turns into mud and yeah. then it turns into puddles. And just like not having access to clean drinking water, right. not having a washing machine, not having a sink, not having a toilet, a shower, a faucet. I mean, the list goes on and on when you really look at the things that we use water for and, and don't even think about it. I still do it to this very day. I, I, I have to check myself as much as anybody else does, you know, like just the gratitude factor. Um, but to really come to that realization of there are people living, I mean, just it's hard to know how they survive every day 
And so when I need a perspective check, I need an outlook check, I need a gratitude check. I really start to think about people living in other countries, yes. I also think about how people are living here. And then I combine all of that with the word of God and just think that, um, you know, I, I need to have an eternal perspective, you know, focus on, I was just preaching a message about this yesterday at the prison, like focus on the unseen, not the seen, you know, fix our eyes and our minds and our hearts, not on the earthly things, but on the unseen, you know, yeah. on, on the, the, the heavenly things, you know, and man, it doesn't take long when you start switching your perspective like that. You know, your complaining start goes, starts to go away. Your griping starts to go away. You're, you're huffing, you're puffing because your internet doesn't work. That starts to slip away. Right. You're not having the, the, the really nice uh, $2.99 bottle of water that you're used to. You don't even think about that. You just think, wow, I can actually go to a faucet. Yeah. I don't care if it's the bathroom faucet. I don't care if it has a Brita filter. I don't care if it's a kitchen. I can actually go to a faucet take a nice glass out of my cupboard and I can fill that cup up with water right. and I can have something to drink that's not going to make me sick. And then I, then I can have a nice glass of water and then it's just gratitude just starts spilling out. Right. Just like right. that's when the, the floodgates of gratitude just start, just start coming. And you just look at everything again. I, I was, this is all fresh. I was just preaching on this very thing. You just start <laughs> looking at everything and everyone Mm -hmm. as a gift mm -hmm. and then your only response is just thank you jesus because mm -hmm. i don't deserve any of this but for whatever reason i don't think i'll ever understand you give it to me and you give it freely so that way i can give it freely to others as well yeah that's awesome <laughs> you you can just go you can just go i'll, I'll leave just keep going keep going no, keep preaching uh, no <laughs> so i remember um another nate story um we, we were doing a uh, laundry love you remember yeah. this one? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can we were doing laundry love, uh, not so great neighborhood in Columbus, um, and uh, you had connected with, and I know you're probably gonna even remember her name. I don't. I, do you remember her name off the top of your head? Um, I don't right now, but I can see your face. I can too, yeah. and, and that's yeah. I can't I I can't forget the moment, but I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But I feel like I know it. But anyway, um, so Austin was younger, um, yeah, much younger. Yeah. And yeah. so I, this is one of those moments you look at it, you're like, that could have been a really bad move on my part, sure, but, sure. but uh, we're doing laundry love. We're, we're just like a block away from a situation that Nate knew about and they were living in a cardboard box, right? I mean, she was, she was living in a cardboard box, bad situation. Um, and you had just such a burden for her. Uh, and I really wish I remember her name now because it's, it's a, yeah. right at the top of my mind, but um, you had such a burden for her. And you came over and you said, you know, let's go pray. And so, and I don't remember if you, you said bring Austin or if I said, let me, I'm going to bring Austin with me. But either way, we take this child <laughs> into yeah. a situation that could have gone really bad. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a rough situation. I don't know if you remember that, but now when I look oh, back yeah. at it, I'm like, that was not one of my better moves. But at the same time, it was an incredible teaching moment because you go over there. I think we found her and, and then you ended up praying over her yeah. with Austin there. And yeah. You talk about planting a seed at a young age. I mean, because especially for a young child to, to be taken into a situation like that, that was so out of our suburban life sure. um, and to see it right in front of you. Um, 
and so I do believe we had the hand of protection on us that day when we walked around. Um, but you know, again, that was just another one of those Nate moments. Um, was was that it was powerful, you know? And you take we go over and we we prayed for her, and then you know, and I don't know where she is today, but but I know that at that moment, um, you know, you took the time to care for someone that's right here. So it's not just in Honduras either; uh, it's right here in Columbus. Um, one of the questions I was going to ask you, um, I know on Sunday you talked about um, sponsoring a child. Yes. Um, yeah. I have to think with COVID, you probably can't travel now, right? Can you still do trips or no? No, no. So that's, uh, yeah, this is really the first time since 2012 I, I haven't had a trip planned. So uh, actually countries are just starting to kind of open back up, which is really exciting. And, and it gives yeah. really some, I think, some hope, you know, to go for the future and uh, we're going to start some some mission trips in 2021 and, and get some dates on the calendar. So that's really exciting as well um, to to support our partners in that. And obviously, we'd be only going if our partners say yes. Yeah. You know, we're ready for you to to come. Even even four, five, six months in advance. You know, we wouldn't even uh, you know think about scheduling dates if our partners were not ready uh, in that aspect. But yeah, that's been that's been probably my biggest challenge. Uh, and really, it's praise God. I mean, that's it's not really a challenge, but I, I'm so used to always having, you know, another trip uh, on this schedule and just ready to go. And, um, you know, so not not having that's been a little bit a little bit hard. I mean, I was supposed to go to to Jordan uh, this July. I would have been in El Salvador, in San Salvador in early October uh, as well of this year and probably would have squeezed in uh, another trip. But Fortunately, I did get to go to El Salvador this past March, so March of 2020. So this was literally as things were, were starting with the pandemic. And so it was kind of interesting, like being in another country um, and kind of experiencing the first little bit uh, of all of that as well. I mean, when I was gone, that's when Ohio State uh, closed down. So hearing that from kind of afar, like that was, it was interesting to hear that kind of news. And yeah. I think like, two days maybe yeah i think it was about two days before we left they had canceled the arnold uh sports right. festival to right. you know visitors or to um to guests and stuff like that so you know it didn't really hit as hard you know because nobody really knew you know what what that was but uh yeah. just being in el salvador uh during during the kind of beginning and middle of march was just interesting because we you know obviously we're hearing from people here in the states but you're also so consumed with serving and evangelizing. And we had a medical team uh, in El Salvador that saw, I think, nearly 600 people in the matter of four and a half days. So we're talking about that. We're getting to know each other. We're, you know, all just, you know, loving our lives. And, and it was 90 degrees, you know, in March. So we're loving that too. You know, it was fantastic. Just a, just a perk of taking mission trips, but not the reason to go, but it sure is a benefit. Uh, right. So, I mean, we didn't really think a whole lot about, you know, what was happening here, so to speak. But we ended up having to come back about a day and a half early, which was fine. And um, I'm very grateful that we were able to get back into the country with no problems at all. So, yeah. so yeah. But it's been tough to not travel. But, you know, soon enough. It's all good. Yeah. Well, and I still, that's why I brought that up. Because I think, is there, there one way that people could still help would be sponsoring a child, right? Is that... Yes. Can they do that through Rock City? Because I know you mentioned it on Sunday. Can they do that through Rock City? Or is there another avenue that you would point them to for now? Because I don't know if that was a limited time that you guys were doing that. Or can you just tell us a little bit about 
um, the sponsoring a child and where they could do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can still do it on Rock City's website and it would just be backslash child sponsor. Um, it's not for a limited time. It's a need um, that, that, is, that is there all the time. And um, one of the surprising things during the really the pandemic is that, you know, you don't know where people are financially. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people are sponsoring children out there, whether it's through Rock City or through World Vision or through Compassion. I mean, there's so many amazing organizations doing doing the work of the Lord uh, all around the world. Um, but the numbers really in Central America, at least through our partners, had not really changed that much. They had, they had not gone down. So praise the Lord for that. Um, and that's right. one of the reasons why we put a lot of focus this year on Uganda and Jordan uh, as well. So yeah, there's still plenty of opportunity to, to make a difference in the life of a child. And the sponsorship dollars go towards education. Uh, they go to, towards meals. And of course, like the biggest staple in all of this is spiritual care, uh, whether it's sharing the gospel or uh, teaching Bible lessons or just developing relationships uh, as well. So uh, in Jordan specifically, like the educational piece is so huge because um, to get into a private Christian school obviously costs a little bit more money, just like it would here, but it's not that much more. Uh, there. So families even that aren't Christian want their kids to be in a Christian school uh, just because of the level of education. But think about that. It gives them the opportunity to hear about Christianity. So a lot of the sponsorship dollars are spent on education. Uh, not all, but a lot are. And then in Uganda, it's more like a development center, like an after-school program. So kids will come and um, receive help with their homework. Like I said, of course, spiritual care and meals and even some medical care as well and then they receive just skill training as well like or skill building excuse me and um one of the coolest stories i shared this a little bit in the video prior to but one of the places that uh the team and i went in uganda like we got to see these kind of younger men i would say i would say they're probably like either teenagers or in their 20s but they were taking metal that they just scrap metal you know just scrap metal and they were melting it down and making pots to sell, but they had learned that trade at this, this what they call a care point. And, and that's what our partners wanna do, you know, they wanna teach um, people skills that are gonna better their future, better their families, change the trajectory of their lives, you know, as well. Yeah. And I'll tell you another really impactful um, story from that trip was, um, I don't know if some of you uh, that are listening, if you remember Joseph Coney and, the, and that name, and there was a huge campaign out um, kind of against him, so to speak, and against the, I think it was the LRA. Um, I don't even remember when that was. Do you remember when that was? Like maybe mid 2000? It was nine. Yeah, somewhere in there. I don't remember. Yeah, but one of the communities we went to, they had talked about how, um, I don't know if it was him, but some of his, his soldiers or his army had come through and had literally dragged people out and killed them right in front of kids yeah and so that's just the reality so you you put that with just lack of jobs you put that with lack of access to clean drinking water lack of education um there's a big need but it was it was there's a i, I think it's a big need but it's even a bigger opportunity to take the love and hope of jesus christ into that place and the interesting part about that place in uganda the it's so far off the beaten path, and this is what really attracted us, that the locals, it's nicknamed the ends of the earth. Hmm. That's what they nickname it. So when I heard that, 
I instantly thought, I want to hear more about this place. Yeah. And it ultimately led us to taking that trip there. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, I have one random story and then I have, because, uh, you know, I, I, I have appreciated your time so much. Um, Absolutely. And so I want to get all the links. Uh, so let me tell my random story, Nate's story, another one. Um, and then, <laughs> um, and then uh, I want you to give us all the links. And then I have kind of a charge uh, that I want to give you. Sure. Um, that honestly, I just have, have, it's been on my mind the whole time you've been talking. So, all right, first thing is my Nate story. So completely yeah. unrelated to everything we've talked about. Good, good. Uh, went to see Zach Brown Band in uh, then Crew Stadium, not the new one. That, I don't even know the new one's open yet, but the old one. Yeah. Uh, watching Zach Brown Band, and I get a text from Nate, and he's like, hey, man, that guy sounds pretty good. And I don't know if you even remember this, but we started texting back and forth. Your apartment was within a stone's throw of the crew stadium, right? I think. Um, About a mile away, I think. I think you had like a, a rooftop flat or something, I yeah. think. And, yeah. and so you were basically listening to the concert, probably even had better, better listening because you weren't right up by the speakers like we were. But uh, <laughs> at one point, just because I didn't know if you were serious or not. And at one point, I think he came out and he was like, hey, here's, here's a new song off our brand new album. And he starts singing and you're like, man, that new song off that brand new album sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, he really is listening to this. Yeah. So anyway, random Nate story, but I always yeah. remember this. So I swear, whenever I hear Zach Brown band, I think of, of being at the concert and, and Nate, you know, live, live texting this concert. That's, right. That's probably the only country concert I've ever really ever been 100%. to. Today. Never <laughs> been a huge fan. Much respect to it though. Much respect <laughs> and much respect if you, if you like country music, it's just not my cup of tea, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that. And that's what was so special about it is you're like, wow, that new song's not too bad. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, all right. Give me all the links, your email, your whatever you want to give us, anybody listening to this, um, I will take it and also put it in the blog post so people can find it. Um, sure. Rock City, uh, sponsoring a child, um, a way to contact you if they have questions about missions or um, anything. Because I know we, we didn't even get a chance to touch on prison ministry. So talk yeah. to me about all the links and where people can find information on all of that stuff. And I'll get it all in the blog post. Yeah, for sure. Well, Rock City's website is just rockcitychurch.tv and TV is like television. So, and then if you'd want to sponsor a child, you could just go through um, our website, which would be just rockcitychurch.tv uh, and be slash uh, child sponsor. So you could go to that website and see the, the different links to sponsor a child in Uganda and sponsor a child in Jordan as well. And then uh, my email address uh, is Nate Eckhart at rockcitychurch.tv. So it's just all one word. So yeah, I mean, if you ever want to connect and just to talk more about mission trips or serving or outreach or again, like prison type of stuff. That's been a whole new world that I've, I've kind of been in only just for the past couple of years, to be honest with you. So I'm still a rookie in that um, as far as that goes. But yeah, those would probably be the, the links that I want to give. Of course, like I have an Instagram and a Facebook. I'm at, I, I kind of look at and check it every probably once or, or twice a day, but I'm not super active on there. I don't have a Twitter. I deleted that. Uh, a couple years ago sorry Aaron I know you're big on that <laughs> so but yeah just Instagram and Facebook you'll find a, a, um, probably a bunch more pictures on my Facebook but uh, just my travels and my experiences I'm not a big poster but uh, I am on there as well 
Well, I, I will get all that stuff put on the thing. And I, I encourage anybody, and, and you mentioned it, if somebody's stuck in that middle, you know, or they're stuck right now, I think everybody's dealing with so much. Um, sure. You know, obviously there's COVID itself, but I think there's so many invisible effects of COVID on all of us right now, um, sure. mental health especially. And so um, if, you, if you all need to just reach out to a guy <laughs> that you just sure. – just reach out to Nate and, and uh, I guarantee he's going to change your perspective. He's going to change your filter pretty quick on, um, you know, even hopefully listen to this has, you know, cause we're all caught up in it, man. It's, and it's, and we're frustrated and we're um, you know, and that's hopefully, you know, that's what these podcasts are for too, is just to put something less negative into the world. So yeah, um, I, I encourage you to reach out to him. Now, the last thing I want to just charge you with something and while you were talking, I thought of it, there's um, there's a book by Max Licato called when Christ comes. And um, it's all about, you know, when, when we, when we go to heaven and um, as cheesy as that might sound to some people or whatever, it's what we believe. Right. So, uh, but there's a chapter in there about when we actually walk into heaven and um, there's, there's two pages and I can't read it without just losing it every time because it talks about, you know, your, your family and your mom and dad and, you know, and, and they're hugging you and everything, you know, it's just, it's incredible. And it's this, this picture is painted for you of, what it's like. And, and of course, and you've always heard there's, you know, you've heard this cliche story, but, but I truly believe this of you, man, you're going to turn around after all those other uh, welcomes and there's going to be a sea of people and their faces are not going to be what we see every day in Columbus. They're going to be from all those places that you've gone. And so my charge to you is don't ever stop doing what you're doing because um, you know, it's so easy to get caught up and to get, you know, you, you've, you've literally lived the gospel, um, you know, and you don't have to sell everything to live the gospel. You don't have to do that. You can live it by your life, but, but yeah. you truly have, have embraced um, the very cultures that you're going into. You've embraced them. And, and um, uh, you're just my guy, man. I'm, I'm really proud of you. And um, you. it's awesome just to see you just so on fire and alive and, and telling stories that you're really in that sweet spot of, of exactly what God intended and made you for. So yeah, I'm really Thank proud you. of you so much. Yeah, thank you very much. No, it's it's a, been a privilege and honor to be here. And um, I actually just came from my small group. And I, that's probably why I'm so amped up as well, because, <laughs> you know, I'm surrounded by six or seven guys. And I mean, we've, we talk, I wouldn't say all the time, but enough, like none of us, I mean, we're all on the path to be doing what we're doing today. And yeah. um, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to be with these guys that are, I mean, serving is all a priority in their life. You know, they, uh, whether they're serving at Rock City or serving at the Dream Center or walking the streets, giving out food to the people that are living on the streets or just being a good neighbor or all of the above or even any other organizations that probably are, are unnamed. But it, it's great to be surrounded every Thursday night uh, by a group of guys that, that want to serve. They, they get high on life and high on everything. I mean, we're just talking some of these guys have a, we all have a past as well, but they are just on fire and I love being with them every Thursday night. Um, so that, that gets me, that gets me amped up, you know, to continue to do, uh, what I get to do. And, and just, again, you know, I never take it for granted by any means because I know that God could take this away from me at any point. And, um, and I don't know if you are listening to this and you would just say, I'm just like, just a regular ordinary type of person, you know, like, uh, but if you're passionate about something like God will use that passion for something great. And I firmly believe that your yes uh, means more to him than your, 
your skills or your qualifications or your abilities or whatever it may be. But if you're willing to do something for God and if you're willing to do something for somebody else, I mean, that's what it's all about. To me, that's, that's living life to the absolute fullest. I mean, just coming from my band days, no crowd or no stage or no, no, I mean, it doesn't even, I can barely put those two things in comparison to getting the opportunity to serve again, whether it's, you know, here in other or here in Columbus or it's in other countries, like those two things don't even touch each other, you know? So just to me, I just jumped in and I just went for it. And, and I definitely have not even anywhere close to arriving by any means, but um, so maybe you're out there and you're like, I, what do I kind of do? Jump into something, you know, yeah, right. jump in and just, just start somewhere. That's yep. what so many people, their stories, they just said, you know what, just let me go down to the dream center. Let me go to faith yep. mission or let me just hit the street. Let me just, I, I got to do something, start somewhere, do something. Yep. And, and God will take you to places that you never even thought you'd be able to go. And it's, it's a, it's a great journey too. And it may start with an email to you. Um, you right. know, that's the best place to start, right? And so um, I hope your inbox is flooded with people. That, <laughs> that, that would assume that there's a lot of people listening to this. <laughs> so that, that may be a big leap, but I don't know. Somebody, somebody may hear this and, uh, and, and, we'll, and we'll shoot you an email or, or, or uh, at least reach out to you. So um, thank you so much for your time. Thank You're you welcome. for your friendship. I'm, I'm proud of you. My thank family you. loves you, uh, and uh, we're, we're just proud of you. We're proud to call you friend, and, and thank you for your time tonight. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, brother. Right. We'll see you real soon. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you. Thank you. Right. Okay. You're welcome, bro.